So I've been glutened. Do you know what that is? I mean, I know what it is, but I don't think anybody else really knows what being glutened is and how severe it is for you. So I have celiac disease and that's basically I have to avoid gluten at all costs. And unfortunately, it's been two years or something, probably around two years. Since what? Since I've been contaminated with gluten. Yeah, probably around, probably over. Probably around two years. Yeah. Over. I'm sure. really careful. I try to be really careful about what restaurants I go to eat, about how I prepare food at the house, um, cleaning dishes, making sure the kids don't cross-contaminate with their butter knives. So I have a separate butter. Oh I my have gosh, we have a Sharpie. Separate bread. I have a Sharpie that like I- We have this real thick Sharpie that yes. we have to mark all the food with a C on it or a D for Dexton yep. or no marking means it's fair game because heaven forbid a knife touches a piece of toast, then touches her piece of toast, she will actually get gluten and really sick. As she, go ahead, take it away, wife. <laughs> so I recently realized I was glutened and I didn't even know that was the term. I just thought I got contaminated with gluten, but there is a term and it is called gluten. And so I just go through a really hard time where my body cannot break down any food at the moment. So I have to go on a bone broth diet. Um, it's just a really sh struggle. Wow. You give them like the very G-rated, soft, <laughs> kind, let's love gluten and not hate it because gluten may sue us. It actually, what it does to you psychologically, your yeah. mental health, well, my mental state, our marriage, our relationship, the state with the kids. Well, I think like that's you were where I was going to go. It's, yeah. I think that's where I was going to go. I was, I, I was trying to say what I have gone through in the last few days, but also it's not just a health issue; it's a mental health issue. Seriously, because it really just takes you out. It puts me into depression, anxiety. I start not wanting to eat anything, even when I can eat something again, because I'm scared that uh, I'm going to get sick again. Because every time I put food in my mouth, I get have to like run to the toilet, well, because TMI. But honestly, it's just intense. And I feel for people that have any autoimmune disorder and that go through any of this kind of stuff. And he's been such a great support this past time that I've gotten glutened. Oh yeah? That I was really impressed with you. Hey, I know I it, some good. Cause you know, you can talk upon this, but I know it has to deal with your mental health as well because you have to see a wife that can't get out of bed. And I'm already a mess mentally too. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's that. And my kids, my poor kids are just like, what's wrong with mommy? Is well, mommy okay? As we've come along the journey of discovering Christina's ailments, what she's had to take out of her diet, which th this could be multiple episodes, but yeah. gluten is in everything almost. I mean, it's in soy sauce. It's in sauces. It's in dressings on salads. So we go out to restaurants. In the beginning, we would try and order a gluten-free dish, right? Right. Yeah, Okay. 
And then, uh, <laughs> well, what's in the salad dressing? Well, gluten. Well, was it cooked on a, uh, a, a, a pan or that was just like shared with a dish that was breaded? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, uh, let's go to sushi. Cool. Okay. Soy sauce. Did you know there's gluten in soy sauce? Oh, so now I have to have tamari sauce. Well, did you know that in the sushi roll that there's, uh, it's like literally it's in the air we breathe. What the hell is with gluten? I don't know. What is it like? The like they're coming to take us over by. I don't know. It is in wheat. In it's in wheat, rye, and barley. So there's a lot of things that are made with those items. And what is gluten exactly? I would say gluten is the 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 binding agent. In most like, in most breads, things, pastas. in most breads and most pastas, it comes from wheat. Transmission rye. It comes from barley. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Sorry. But. I've been researching it for a while, and it's so interesting to me now there is a lot more information than there used to be because mm. I've had this for over 16 years now. Yeah. Yeah. You had it for a long time, I think years of which we didn't even know. No, I didn't know. Which it wasn't as bad because from what I understand, it gets worse. It does. When you get older, it it, it takes a toll on your body. It gets worse. But on top of that, I have... Some other. How much time you got? <laughs> you want to go? Well, you know what? Like, let, why don't we you just break do, down, yeah. just so people know, like, yeah, the actual chaos of what we deal with with your health. Why don't you break right. down, like, maybe the top five, six things you have that we deal with that are well because with I you. have celiacs. Well, I have endometriosis, and then I have celiacs, and because I have celiacs, I also have. Um, a dairy intolerance, so I'm lactose intolerant. Uh, I have an egg intolerance. Um, corn. Corn intolerance. Acidic foods. I can't do acidic. Well, I can't do acidic foods because I have something called interstitial cystitis. Stellar stitial pasitis. <laughs> I so I have these things, and on That's top just a of that, so I have to watch, literally watch my food just. Walk by because I can't eat it. Just so you're saying your food it. walks by? Yeah, my it's food walks by with the waiter. Oh. Just walks by all the things that I want to eat. Yeah, it's, it's not living food, and I don't get to eat it. But that's the whole thing as well. Is um, it puts me into a state of almost like I have the flu. Uh, yeah, it, it just depletes your body, and so you have these feli in your intestines. They're like little hairs. They're called feli. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah. And so when you get glutened, the feli die. And so those are the feli is what helps break down all of the food in mm. your in your small intestine. And so for me, I don't have that feli right now. And so my body is just every time I try to put something in it, it's just trying to break it down and it depletes me. And it also mm. keeps me from having the nutrients from the food. So I and that's just the physical get depleted in B12 and vitamin D and magnesium and potassium. So now I have to get all of those things back. And so now I'm just yeah, just taking all of this stuff. Yeah, it, it really sets you it sets you out for at least a week. And and it makes us more unable to be like we say like spontaneous we can't be spontaneous when going out to dinner or yeah. on road trips or whatever it's like you can't eat if you go 
overseas, I don't know what you travel with a chef and yeah. the, the refrigerator and, you know, I don't know. But I did find, so I, I'm a big researcher, like I said, and I did find a celiac cruise. So it's all for gluten-free, vegan. They do some vegan stuff too. People actually have fun on it? But it's a celiac cruise. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it looked like they were having fun. I'm not a big cruise person, but it looked like a lot of fun. And maybe, you know, maybe there's something out there that they have, you know, celiac tours or something like that. By the way, the again, four-year-old in me is trying so hard to keep all jokes and my immaturity aside and keep this... I'm trying to be present here. You're trying to and, be and present. I'm trying to be with you here and be well-behaved. If you know me, it's very difficult. But this is a very <laughs> serious thing. So I'm not trying to. It is very serious. I'm trying man, to keep it lighthearted, You're telling though. me about gluten cruises, and I'm just like, don't do it, Mika. <laughs> don't start. Keep the four-year-old in and the adult man out. Right. But, um, so. yeah, I just, we want you to be a part of our journey and- Unfortunately, this yeah, is come a hang part out with of us. our. This is a part of the journey, Let's and this is what on. kind of um, we go through. And can you speak on just how you've been handling things, especially? You know, it's kind of changed <laughs> everything. Yeah, that's when the therapy part comes in. It's a yeah. hard. It's hard to have a relationship when you can't give to the other person as far as like, you know, I mean, look, we, we're rewarded with our stomachs, right? Right. I, I can't just like treat you to I do a meal. Food. I can't just cook for you a meal that's going to be tasty. I have to like take so many things out of the ingredients. I have to admit a lot, like even garlic and onion, right? Yeah. No bueno. Peppers, things like that. But like, I'm half Italian. Like pretty much is, everything we eat is like acid in your stomach and you can't have that. No. So I can't really be there for you in that sense. We can't just go to a fun restaurant and have a meal. You can't drink alcohol anymore, which is probably a godsend that you can't, you know. I probably should stop drinking alcohol because she can't. <laughs> God knows I probably got a problem. But, um, you know, she's been hospitalized, nearly mm-hmm. died a couple times um, just with a couple drinks. Actually, one drink. Um, this is coming from someone who used to be able to drink regularly. Yeah, that Lord was Lord knows scary. we used to drink regularly when we were we kids. But did. now it's been over a decade since you've been able to even smell alcohol. Yeah. Because, I mean, you were shaking like a fish in the hospital and they were trying to pump you full of potassium, magnesium mm-hmm. and figure out what's wrong. And it was because of the tearing in your stomach with what celiacs has done. Mm-hmm. You had one sip of a drink, which a friend of ours made. It wasn't, you know, spiked or anything like that. And you were like hallucinating. I thought you were on acid. Yeah. You know, you're hang- we were driving home uh, on Laurel it. Canyon. And she was hanging out the window going, you know, like <laughs> skirt flying in the air and I'd like holding onto her legs so she won't fly out the window. I'm like, what is going I on? I don't know. I was, kinda, I was, I was focusing on you not dying and jumping out of the window. I don't window. think I was in a skirt. I, I said, like someone pants. like, you, she's like on acid or something. No, it was, you were just, your body was just shutting down. Yeah, but then I was like throwing up too. You had to pull yeah. over. Yeah, we I had the emergency. Throwing the, up. We had actually, I couldn't, it was rainy and cold that night. And I couldn't even get you across the street to the yeah. hospital. I had to have the fire department come, yeah. put you on a stretcher to carry you literally across, across the street. Like it's in the ambulance. And they went, meh. Okay, we're at the uh, we're at the freaking hospital because it was freezing and raining outside. Yeah, and um, and that was like one of two times. So, man, I don't know where I went on a tangent with that, but um, well, I was just asking how it ain't no deal- joke. <laughs> 
How do I deal with it? No, I mean, we've gotten in I was serious fights, how, like yeah. nearly at times, like relationship ending arguments because we're just, how do we navigate life like this? Well, and I think for me, a lot of, you know? uh, I get I get triggered with some certain verbiage and certain things because with having something like this, you don't want to miss out on parties. You want to be invited to things. You want to be involved. Mm-hmm. And especially because I'm a social person, um, yeah, you feel you feel like you're a burden. You feel like, oh, we're not getting invited because of me. And so, especially for our relationship, even going to date night, mm-hmm. you know, when when you say, oh, we can't do this because you can't drink, we can't do that because you can't drink, and it, and for me, when you say those kind of things, I take that as again, like I'm a burden, and so it's a trigger for me, mm. and. I, I don't ever want to feel like a burden. I want to, you know, if I go and I just have to have seltzer water or, yeah. you know, something non-alcoholic, why not? They make great mocktails now that are gluten-free. Yeah, they're getting really that good. Are that are really too. good. And, think- and so, I don't know. Why not change the narrative? Why does it always have to be about alcohol and drinking? Yeah. I mean, good on you. I mean, wine is great. It's a great, you know decompressor. I think wine is awesome. I can't drink it, but why not have, you know, the non-alcoholic stuff so people can still enjoy and still be part of the celebrations and those kind of things. And I think that's just where I'm coming from with my mental health as well as figuring out those triggers and what triggers me when people say things to me and that kind of stuff. And there's a whole culture of just, what do we do on date night? Oh, mm-hmm. the couples go out and do what? Get dinner and have drinks. And because we did that for so long. Yeah, that was like a norm. You know, That's what we would do. And I'm around, you know, in entertainment, I'm around the lifestyle of drinking culture all the time. Right. Probably too much. And, um, you know, it's it's just like, I have to be sensitive to you in mm-hmm. that. And I think we were joking around. I don't know, like a year or so ago, you're like, oh, Lord, if I could only drink, I'd probably be, <laughs> I'd probably be a problem right now. If you, you know, know me. some stressful days that. I, lo- I used to love tequila. That girl used to love tequila. You used to love tequila. Your other side came out when you had a couple of tequilas. That was. The- you actually would text me, hey, no tequila, when you were on tour. Hey, no tequila while I'm on tour. No tequila while I'm on tour because there's, you know, a there's a lot. Of- Again, I'm not four years old and I'm not going to do anything to. Make this episode childish. Please don't. I've grown. Therapy works. I think that's where for you with your mental health through navigating a wife with ailments and the things that I Mm -hmm. have. A lot of ailments, yep. I think knowing our triggers and knowing my triggers, Yeah. you know, we've walked through that and we're still walking through that. We're not... We don't have it all figured out. We're still walking through it. Heck no. Man. But I can I can now, because I know what triggers me, I can go to him and say, hey, when you said that, that really made me feel this way. And can we just try that again and say it a different way? Right. Because it's really making me feel less than. It's making me feel like a burden. It's making me feel like you really don't want to do a date night with me like i'm you know complex and high maintenance and all of those things that well you're definitely complex well yes you're very, i think all women you're are a, complex you're a palette of many colors where me i'm just kind of like he's got like gray and black and maybe there's like a 
hue of white. <laughs> but yeah, I have to know, I also have to know my audience, like, okay, how to speak back to you. Right. How we communicate, how we receive information, two totally different personalities. Right. You know. It's like a blue microphone. What do they say? You talk I think it's through the, a the, no, Yeah, it's the megaphone. megaphone, and then there's the glasses one. Yeah, there's like Couples books about marriage. <laughs> We've read a lot of them. Uh, yeah, there's the blue megaphone and the pink megaphone. It's like, what are you saying? I want the blue megaphone. You definitely have the blue megaphone. Not I that I got anything against pink. And it's like, what am I hearing through that megaphone that you're saying? You may not be even meaning that, but for me, the way I'm interpreting it is is totally. Hey, different. I'm a creative person. I'm a musician and, and already like emotionally unstable as a creative person. And we a lot of times speak poorly with our mouths because we we speak with our instruments and how we create. But what comes out of the mouth sometimes is a little verbal diarrhea. He has no so, filter. No, I don't. He I'm has learning. No filter. I'm learning how to have a filter. Holy moly! But um, hey, didn't you just recently post something on social media about what the ramifications mentally are? Like people who deal with severe celiacs. Yeah, where it's like, on my wasn't stories. it like besides depression? It was like it's it can end marriages. There's mm -hmm. thoughts of suicide. There is crazy. Yeah. It's anxiety. From what we hear. I mean, this is what we've seen. seen. Well, I don't know like the truth, I said, but... you have anxiety. You have It puts you into a depression. It puts you into anxiety. You start going through those those things because, like I said, with feeling like a burden, FOMO, feeling like you're missing out on family events or, or things that are going on. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I get how hard it can be to invite me to an event and then try to make sure that I have something. You know, mm -hmm. one of my best friends, she just had her baby shower and it was so sweet of her because she made sure that she there knows was, you well. She knows me well. And yeah. so she just made sure there was a gluten free for me. There was food for me. Her husband made, you know, separate chicken on the grill for me. Like just, I mean, went out of their way for me. And I don't expect that every time. I don't, I, I don't expect that. Like, I usually try to bring something in my purse. I'll bring some food with me. <laughs> and I have to do that. I like when we go to, like, some of the, I'm not going to say which parents, but some of the parents' yeah. house. And it's like, I, I made gluten-free for you. And it's like, here's a piece of steak. <laughs> like, well, she also can't eat red meat. Uh, yeah, or I pork, can't eat that. But, but. Here's some deli ham, and that's gluten-free. Well, yeah, oh, man, but Christina so can't funny. eat ham. It's so funny when they, they go through on the packaging and they're like, these hot dogs are gluten-free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this cheese is gluten-free. And they keep going through all the things, which I appreciate and I don't take for granted. Yeah. I say, hey, I really appreciate that. And I just make them, you know, let them know, like, I really do appreciate the effort it took them to go grocery shopping and find those kind of things for me. But then on the other side, I have to say, I'm so sorry. I'm actually allergic to that as well. <laughs> Hey, that takes me to the eating out thing where I got to speak up for you because you don't want to be that person. You always feel like well, a, I feel a you know, well, like, a, you know. Especially living in California so already. When people, we order our food. You know, when I was already, when I had celiacs, okay. Had? What would I have? Because when I when I was diagnosed, I got would say, it. sorry. Cool. When I was diagnosed with celiacs. My brains, woman. <laughs> when I was diagnosed with celiacs, the thing was... All of a sudden, um, late, later in the years, gluten-free became like a fad almost. Like everybody was Pricey like, too. 
everybody was like, oh, I'm gluten-free. I'm gluten-free. Yeah, people are doing it just for the heck of it. And for me, it's medical. It's not – Right. It's not, oh, it's a fad. I'm just wanting to well, be gluten Well, that's what I was free. saying about when we go out to dinner, you won't really speak up. You just, you'd order a salad or something and just assume that it was going to be okay to eat. Right. And I'd have to speak up and go, okay, there's chicken on this. Yeah. How's the chicken cooked? Where is it cooked? What seasoning? Okay, salad dressing is a vinaigrette. Yeah. Great. You'd get vinaigrette salad dressings that have bread in the freaking dressing. You they know, do. like, what? They so have I have, wheat. so you don't want to be that person who's just, I can't have it. But I'll speak up for you, right. you know, because what's the point of spending like 30 bucks on a meal? Yeah. And then you get sick for two weeks and like you're just yeah. flatlined on – anyway. But I think that's another thing is for me, again, I don't want to be high maintenance. But I have to speak up, especially if you're not there and I'm oh, with yeah. the girls or something. I'm the girl that has to say, I need a mock. Can I have a mocktail? Can it be gluten free? What do you, you know, suggest? All of these things. Can you make sure it's gluten free? Can I see the bottle? <laughs> and so? then, and then that's not even going to appetizers. If we go into appetizers, and I have to say, um, how was this made? Was it made on a shared grill? All this stuff. And hey, your girlfriend, have, you know, your girlfriend's like that bread. But my best, one of my best friends, she knows. Also likes bread. She knows what it all entails. And so she is an advocate for me when we go out. Good. Um, she'll say to them, okay, but she has celiacs. Like she's like, she has a medical. As the waitress or waiter just looks and goes face and goes, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but then also my friends always try to pick a place that has gluten-free or something that I can eat, which I really appreciate. So Get you some friends that, you know, are going to come around you and support you through whatever you're going through. Right. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Or just come hang out with me because <laughs> me and gluten are still homies. Like, we're cool, <laughs> um, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's – I think that's it. Just, you know, this journey continues on. Right. We'll keeping let you know you, how it's going. Keeping you healthy but also figuring out how to keep our relationship healthy mm -hmm. because – there's just restrictions on it. Right. There's restrictions on what we can and can't do. And everything in culture revolves around food and drink, yeah. right? So here but we I are. I feel like I've been super blessed because I have one of my other really good friends. She is a nutritionist. And so she's been helping me mm. through this journey. And especially when I got glutened, um, she like had all of these recommendations. She has something that's going to help heal my small intestine that I'm going to start taking. Yeah. Supplementing every Supplementing. time you go to eat out. Mm -hmm. You have to take this thing every time. Yeah. The, the digestive enzymes, all of the things. And so I'm just, I feel so blessed to have somebody like that in my life and just the people that are surrounding me. Mm. So I think that's the community. And we want to be community for you, too. So, you know, if you're going through something, anything, we're here. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not, here. you know, disclaimer. We're, we're not, not professionals. Not professionals. We're not doctors. Not so doctors. So we can't, you know, obviously diagnose. But we are, from our own experiences, learning Just things. Support. And maybe that can be some support by just right. seeing how it's worked for us. A very complex series of ups and downs in your medical uh, circus. Yeah. Medical circus. Yeah, we'll cover the rest <laughs> in other episodes anyway. We'll probably right. got to wrap it up because uh, 
We've got some kids to pick up from school and some gym to go to. Okay. And you probably get some kids. work. And mm-hmm. I, I do. I don't I know. I got to go set something on fire. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.